quick, delete the files and uh, draw the curtains. Because today, NCP are going to be discussing conspiracy theories. They're all out to get us. The truth is out there. Hello, welcome to episode 164 of NCP. Thanks to Scott and his awesome suggestion from our AMA episode, this episode will be discussing conspiracy theories. Yay! Including our top five conspiracy theories. Awesome. I know, it's pretty sweet. So, thanks again to Scott. So, Scott, yes, uh, th- yes. Thank you, Scott. Yeah. From the, deep, from the depths of my heart, I thank you for bringing this topic up. Because, so, so, uh, as you, you guys weren't here, but last episode was our, a, our brief AMA episode, and uh, Scott had gave us uh, a bunch of questions, like four or five questions, and two of them were so awesome that I've decided to turn them into actual full episodes. Cool. So, this is one of them, so it's pretty cool. Anyway, so yeah, so this episode is all about conspiracy theories. I don't really have, uh, in terms of, you know, sort of flow, so it'll just, it'll just basically just be me ranting, like most conspiracy theory people do. And, Don't worry, uh, I'll throw in a good rant or two along the yeah. way as well. And feel free to throw in some rants of your own. <laughs> According to the Oxford English Dictionary... Did you introduce the, the crew? Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> we all know who they are. Thought, ah, okay. Did, uh, I, to, um, did I miss it? But then I looked at Luke and went, no, I didn't miss my, it. <laughs> my fellow uh, conspirators <laughs> this episode, crazy people, and the people wearing the tinfoil hats, are Richard. They're watching me at all times from a satellite in the sky. So hi guys, <laughs> Luke. The fact that we that it's taken us this long to do a crew intro is indicative <laughs> of the conspiracy to get rid of the rest of the crew, as perpetrated by the head dragon, David. The head dragon, mm. the Grand Imperial Wizard yep. of the NCP Illuminati. <laughs> yep. Hey, Crystal. <laughs> I don't have a tinfoil hat, but I think my sinus problems are down to that alien probe stuck up my nose. At least it's up your nose. Why would, why, would, why would they want to probe your nose? They st- that's where they put the little metal things that were... That no that's metal where Scully's thing is in her nose. Yes. Yeah. No metal man has ever seen before. Look, oh, It's like right up here, up between the nose and the sinus. Oh, Look, it's, back it's, my neck. It's There's the, another one in the back of my neck. It's to monitor your thoughts. That's the tracker. Ah, <laughs> look! If aliens came down and all they probed was your nose, you're doing okay. <laughs> I've blocked the rest of it out. <laughs> as long as they were gentle, I wouldn't be upset about the anal probe. I'm many, cool with it. many years of therapy, I've blocked it all. No, that's not true. Many years of therapy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, back to the Oxford English Dictionary. The definition Which is also of... part of the conspiracy. Well, of course it is. Like, how do we know this definition is real? Oxford, run by run by aliens. A conspiracy theory is the theory that an event or phenomenon occurs as a result of a conspiracy between interested parties. A belief that some covert but influential agency, typically typically political in motivation, is responsible for an unexplained event. Now, apparently, it's first it was first coined this term in 1909. Was it in response to any specific? Uh, it doesn't say. It's the American Historical Review. It's the first place to ever use it. Cool. Which is pretty sweet. Does anyone else hear the word phenomenon and not go... Now, uh, Wikipedia says that a conspiracy theory is an explanatory hypothesis. Hypothesis. Fucking hell, I can't read. (laughs) A conspiracy theory is an explanatory hypothesis that accuses two or more persons, a group, or an organization of having caused or covered up through secret planning and deliberate action, an event or situation which is typically taken to be illegal or harmful. Yep. Now, um, 
That works pretty well. Yeah, that's pretty much. That's pretty much. So, so whoever wrote that obviously knew what they were talking about. Yeah, that's a but, uh, but it's, it's, I, I do want to know. I mean, conspiracy theories when they when it was first used. I mean, back in the the good old early part of the nineteen nineteen zero zero, is it was actually uh, like in a serious thing. Like people took it seriously. It was, mm. is uh, you know well well respected people you know coined the term. But ever since I'd say the sixties, I'd probably say from the sixties from the JFK stuff, has t- taken on a sort of derogatory. You know, only crackpots are into crackpots are into sort of conspiracy theories and stuff there like that. There have been real conspiracies like Watergate. Yeah, well, so that's the thing. So there, there's, I yeah. mean, it's, it's not always. That's my very, very, very next point. Um, it's, and it's not always, <laughs> you know, crazy, you know, tinfoil hat stuff. I mean, there's actually you know conspiracy theories that have turned out to be true, which you know, of course, Watergate, you know, Nixon and stuff. Yeah, uh, uh, MK Ultra. Mm. Yeah, MK Ultra. Um, in fact, America removing. At least what half of the leaders in South and Central America are replacing them with uh, people that they liked, um, even if those people were absolute tyrants. Uh, that one's pretty much been accepted now. So, <laughs> all the um, weapons testing of the forties and fifties was yep. not publicly disclosed. It was sort of uh, spoken of in hushed circles, and the conspiracy surrounding um, just what happened to some of those people at Bikini Atoll back in the fifties. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. weird that it's now become. I mean, it's Maury. it's uh, it's basically it implies that people that believe conspiracy theories are, are paranoid, you know, with a tendency to see the influence of some malign covert agency in events, and it's often used to dismiss claims that critic yeah. themes ridiculous, misconceived, paranoid, unfounded, outlandish, or irrational. It's the way language changes and evolves. Yeah, would you consider the current Volkswagen thing a exposed conspiracy? Um, well, it was a conspiracy, but it's I mean, yeah, they, they, theory. They tried to cover it up, yeah. but they did a really bad job of it. Um, yeah. It's interesting, too, how the passage of time can often uh, prove these things to be correct. Um, on the way here, Luke and I were discussing John Wilkes Booth, who was, you know, one of your original lone nut assassins. But that's now pretty much accepted that he was actually backed by a group of influential people. Noam Chomsky contrasts conspiracy theory as more or less the opposite of inter- institutional analysis which focuses mostly on the public long-term behaviour of publicly known institutions as recorded in, for example, scholarly documents or mainstream media reports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really what he's saying there, it's an attempt to look beyond the accepted story. Yeah, don't and, believe everything you're told. The, yeah, and, and, and find the, the hidden story, the stuff that you're not being revealed. Exactly. Yeah. Um, brings to mind a Timothy Leary quote, question authority. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I mean, we, when we go through our top fives, especially when we go through mine, I mean, it's my, not really a lot of mine. Are, I base my top five on on the things that I just I just find amusing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did Inter- the same thing. Entertain me. <laughs> not necessarily thing. questioning authority. Yeah, but, mine was all entertaining. But, but, you know, we'll see how we go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I must admit, I've done a bit of a mixture in that regard. Cool. Well, that's, well, that's, I thought, I thought we'd, we'll take a break from the the explanation of conspiracy to do uh, one of the top five. Let's do yours, Richard. <laughs> All right. Um, so I've, I've actually broke my top five down. Uh, the, the top three are ones that I would class as plausible. Yep. In that, that what, what happens with a lot of conspiracies, and, and it should be pointed out, I've read a lot of conspiracy books yeah. on every possible conceivable topic <laughs> from ancient conspiracies to, you know, stuff like 9-11 and... Uh, the the yeah and what you find is that the best conspiracies are the ones that are actually based on a good amount of evidence like there are some conspiracies where somebody throws out one or two pieces of 
quote, evidence, unquote, and then extrapolates with massive leaps of logic into the most absurd possible uh, areas. And um, and sometimes I love those. Like, and, and there is there is uh, one of those that I have included in my top five just because it's so hilarious. Um, but for the most part, the conspiracies I like are the ones that are actually based on at, le- at least a reasonable enough evidence to at least make the theory believable without necessarily obviously because once it's proved it's no longer a conspiracy theory mm. so um but but the ones that actually at least at least have some basis in a good grounding effect um okay my number one in that regard is the death of pope john paul the first who was uh the pope for 30 days in the late 70s and then died of natural causes whilst not actually being unwell in any way but aren't popes generally really old well he wasn't there were, there's been some rumblings over the years, but more importantly, there was a, a journalist, a British journalist called David Yellop, whose work is just incredible, um, uh, who wrote a book called In God's Name. And he actually investigated this case very heavily. And the theory that he puts forward is that um, the Pope was actually killed by people, uh, poisoned by people within the Vatican, um, partly because he was actually quite. I guess, radical, much like our current Pope. He was actually quite radical in his uh, and, and progressive in his beliefs, but also because um, uh, there was a sort of pseudo-Masonic lodge called P2, um, which was apparently heavily um, involved in the Vatican and was, you know, funneling uh, like mafia money through the bank and all of that sort of stuff. Um, so anyway, so David Yellop wrote this book and it's a very, very convincing book very compelling argument and what's happened in the years since then is that much of uh, what he presents has actually been backed up by further evidence and further investigation um and well p2 is pretty much being confirmed to exist p2 right? has been confirmed there's a, a, a pivotal death involved in this which is the death of a guy called roberto roberto kelvi mm. who was found hung from a bridge and supposedly having committed suicide but that case has not only now been proven to be a homicide but they've actually prosecuted um people involved in yeah. that case so so there's there's a lot of compelling evidence to back this one up and it really is quite a fascinating story mm. um so that's my number one it's not the first time a pope's been done in well no no there's actually a long history of popes getting uh, <laughs> getting taken out over over the centuries so um my favorite is the one the the pope that got had the previous pope killed and had his corpse propped up yep. <laughs> on display <laughs> and refused to allow him a burial. And then when that Pope got rid of, he was he was just thrown into the dirt and the, <laughs> the other guy was given a proper burial. I don't know the names of These them. are the spiritual leaders of the Catholic <laughs> Church. My favourite ones where they have to carry the Pope over the other cardinals just to, so they have to look up and, and make sure that he's a man. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, that's just bizarre. <laughs> um Okay, my second one, and this is a fairly broad-ranging one, is the JFK conspiracies, I should say, because there's actually quite a lot of things. Is this your number four, JFK? No, this is my number two. Oh, you got even for the top up. Yeah, so I went, oh. I went with the top down because, oh, okay. because my number five is one of the ludicrous ones. So, <laughs> okay, um, yeah, now, here's my thing with the JFK assassination. I don't for a second think that Lee Harvey Oswald did it by himself. Yeah. All right. Um, the magic bullet theory is just insane. Well, it's, it's, it's more than that because, I mean, there are a lot of people that are looking at the actual shot itself and going, oh, no, he could have done it, he could have done it. It's like, but then you can look at everything else. Like, how does an American defect to Russia, then get back into America without being detained or questioned in any way, and bring his wife with him? And, like, there's, 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 there's a point where where there is too much coincidence for something to be a coincidence anymore. Mm. Um, and I think that the JFK... So, no, I don't know whether it was... 
Russians, Cubans, uh, the Americans, the CIA, the Secret Service, the Mafia. I don't know exactly who was involved, but I love reading about it. And I think that most importantly, there's enough evidence to say that there was something more going on there, that there was yeah. actually a conspiracy. Hmm. Um, and, and I don't support any one theory that's been presented, but I just think there's so many weird things going on in that case that it's impossible for me. And I've read probably 50 books, including including the mainstream official theory books. And I've read a chunk of the Warren Commission report and things like that. So I've actually gone into this one quite a bit. And it just seems to me there's just too much weird stuff going on around that for me to just say, nah, a guy just did it by himself. Yeah. So that's number two. Um, number three is actually a recent one. And this is the, we're all being monitored all the time with everything we do. It's the Edward Snowden theory. Hmm. Um, and honestly, I just accept that it's, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Like, I fully acknowledge that everything that I do on the internet, you know, my, my cell phone stuff, like all, the, all, all of the stuff that is presented, especially in uh, the, the Citizen Four documentary... Yeah, I'm, I just accept that that's actually what's going on. Yep. Now, I, I don't think that somebody is sitting there looking at what David Richardson does every day, and, <laughs> you know, but I'm sure that information is being stored and can be drawn on at no any doubt. time, at any time. So, yep. But at the moment, it's still a, it's still a, a, a conspiracy theory. Right. So, really? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, pretty it, it's pretty much acknowledged. Yeah, I mean, you know, and with governments, of course, trying to pass laws <laughs> to actually allow them to do this legally. They'd be crazy not to. I mean, as much as I just I despise the idea that it's happening, if I was in charge, I'd do the same thing. Yeah. I mean, it makes perfect sense. Well, you did once declare that you wanted to take over Australia and build a wall around it so no one could get in and out. So, <laughs> so you, you've got tyrant written all over you. <laughs> I do have some weird despotic tendencies, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> well, obviously, this theory is very much in my mind at the moment because it is, it's all over the, the internet, it's, it's on the news, it's, it's pretty much everywhere. You know, Season 4 just won its Academy Award for Best Doco, so... Snowden's on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, exactly right, exactly right. So, um, and I'm intrigued because, you know, this is a conspiracy that's actually unravelling, you know, right before our eyes right now. So it's not mm. one where you look back on... You know, it's like this. This is our life as it is right now. Gotcha. You know, and I certainly put it ahead of things like the nine eleven conspiracy. Jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, my number four, um, and th- this one probably wouldn't have made the list originally, but my number four is the Manchurian Candidate theory. Awesome. <laughs> and for those who don't know, the Manchurian Candidate theory is that through hypnosis or and or drugs and uh, programming, conditioning, all these sort of things, you can create a pre-programmed assassin that will go and kill somebody with no real knowledge of what, they, of what they've done. It was even before Manchurian. It's back into the, uh, the uh, assassins. Yeah, yeah. But the, 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 the Manchurian candidate is the, the terminology, obviously yeah. drawn from the movie of the same name, gotcha. um, to use to describe this theory now. Look, I'd, I'd never given this one a great... Like, I'd always been intrigued by it, but I hadn't actually necessarily given it a great deal of credibility until that Darren Brown special came along, (laughs) where he actually showed that it's plausible, I think, to be able to do that. I believe it wholeheartedly. Um, And that... And, I mean, he did it in a a controlled way. Now, if you think about then, say, a government doing it, or a government agency doing it, where they could, like, throw in drugs and false imprisonment and all that sort of stuff to just break somebody down completely and just think, yeah, you know what? It probably happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably just there. I'm sure it's probably just easier to pay someone who wants to do it. Yeah, true. 
But if you're trying, if you're going, for, really want to go for plausible deniability, yeah, and that's the that's the key word when it comes to any conspiracy is that the conspirators need to have plausible deniability to say basically that they they had nothing to do with it. That's why the, that's why it. the the Hassans or whatever you pronounce it were the, were the greatest. Yeah, it's like you go kill this dude and then kill, kill yourself, yourself and you get rewarded in heaven yeah, and you're off to heaven. And <laughs> it's, it's a it's it's a win win for everybody, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, now my number five, and this is one. This is my don't believe it for a second, but my god, is it awesome! Um, it's basically, I guess, what you would call the, the grand conspiracy that every single event in history is connected with every single other event in history. Wow! And it all dates back to effectively alien lizard men overlords. Right. And this is a theory that's the put... The one, well, one government business. Yeah, but it's, it's more than that. There's the, 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 the main proponent of this, the guy who I've actually read, and I just his stuff is just gold, is a guy called David... I think it's Ick? Yeah. I-C-K-E, David Ick? Yeah. Yeah. David Ick just writes these books that are like, every single thing that has ever happened, right? And it's like, you know, murders, wars, assassinations, natural disasters, like everything is all part of this big, massive alien conspiracy. And that there are these two warring groups of alien shapeshifters or or something that are are fighting against us. Now, now it's it's absurd. It's it's the most (laughs) ludicrous theory I have ever read. And it's based on massive extrapolations from very little actual facts. There, There are people that would be involved in more than one conspiracy, you would think, if these things were real. Like, if you were working for the CIA in the 50s, you'd be involved in stuff there. And then if you were working in the 60s and 70s, you'd still be involved in stuff. But then what he does is go, oh, well, because this person was involved in this one and this one and this one, he's been involved in everything. Like, he makes these leaps. And But, yeah, so we are basically all, um, like, cattle to alien, shape-shifting, lizard men, overlords. And, um, yeah, I just love it because it's hilarious. It's so stupid. <laughs> and, it's, and, unfortunately, it's the kind of conspiracy that makes... I guess what you I guess you what you call maybe the more legitimate actual theorists, the ones actually out there trying to find out what's going on. These are the kind of theories that just make them look make all conspiracy theorists look bad <laughs> because yeah. because it is so dumb. We'll get back to Ico with uh, with my list mm-hmm. because he's brilliant. <laughs> you ever watch any of his videos? Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. Just, oh man, I love him. Well, that brings me to uh, the types the types of uh, conspiracy theories, which are, which which I pretty much covered most of them. Which, uh, it's, a, it's a good, it's a big topic for me. In case you hadn't gathered, <laughs> yeah, no, I love this stuff as well. So, uh, according to uh, political scientist Michael Barkham, uh, he says that the types are event conspiracy theories. The conspiracy is held to be reasonable for a limited, discrete event or set of events. The, cons- the forces are alleged to have focused their energies on a limited, well-defined objective. The best-known example in the recent past are theories about a conspiracy causing the Kennedy, the Kennedy assassination. And uh, and then things like September 11, TWA Flight 800, and the spread of AIDS to the black community. Oh, God. That's another yeah. disgusting one. Uh, yeah. systemic, systemic conspiracy theories. The conspiracy is believed to have broad goals, usually conceived as securing control of a country, a region, or even in the entire world. Hooray! <laughs> Illuminati! <laughs> the Illuminati. Three cheers for the Illuminati. We do. <laughs> we do. Uh, while the goals are sweeping... The machinery is generally simple. A single evil organization implements a plan to infiltrate and subvert existing institutions. This is a common scenario in conspiracy theories that focuses on the alleged machinations of 
the Jews, the Freemasons or the Catholic Church, as well as communism and international capitalists. Isn't the one bank and all that sort of business. Yeah, yeah, the Bilderberg, uh, Bilderberg Group. Um, yeah. The Trilateral Commission. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the World Bank. <laughs> World Bank. Yeah. <laughs> Super conspiracy theories. David Nick. Yes. <laughs> Milton William Cooper. <laughs> Which one? Milton William Cooper. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there, there are constructs in which multiple conspiracies are believed to be linked together hierarchically. Mm-hmm. Events and systemic are joined in complex ways so that conspiracies come to be nested together. At the summit of the conspiratorial hierarchy is a distant but powerful force manipulating lesser conspiratorial factors. They enjoyed a particular growth in the 1980s. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me in the, in the slightest. <laughs> it's very easy, I think, to connect, connect A to B to C to D in the sort of immediate past. And then once you've done that, then you, as you move back, it's then easy to start connecting similar people and just, and just keep going indefinitely. But it is absurd. <laughs> it's, like the, it's like the conspiracy family history. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, and it doesn't help that a lot of these organisations, like you know, um, the Freemasons, the Freemasons like to be able to claim uh, lineage back through the Knights Templar and, and as far back as Hiram Abiff, the the builder of the the pyramids. Mm. All right. Now that's actually not the case. Like there is an actual documented and quite easily traceable history of Freemasonry, but that doesn't stop the Freemasons from making those claims, especially you know in the eighteen seventeen hundreds and eighteen hundreds when you know that that's what made you sound more powerful. You mm. create a mystique around yourself, mm. but unfortunately, some conspiracy theorists then come along and think, "Well, it must be true," and off they go. Isn't Captain Picard the leader of the Freemasons? Well, look, he could be. <laughs> In terms of why conspiracy theories are quite are so popular, is some psychologists believe that the search for meaning is common in conspiracism and the development of conspiracy theories that may be powerful enough alone to lead to the first formulation of the idea. Uh, that's probably best... Uh, and it's, it's basically a way for people to deal with certain information that they may not be able to handle. Uh, the best example of that, I, I, I believe, is probably the death of Diana. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's a lot of people where very upset about it and so when they were got upset they got angry and when they get angry they start to point fingers yeah. and the best want someone to blame. you know you gotta you gotta you gotta create a villain yeah. it can't just be a simple accident and the villain was of course uh, prince philip who had his who had her killed which i honestly believe prince philip the other the other theory is the paparazzi yeah, well, I'm chasing her down. It's, it's pretty safe to say that, the, that it was an accident, you know, caused through certain you know, series of events, most likely aided by the paparazzi. But I don't think they run her off the road. Prince Philip controls the paparazzi, <laughs> unless <laughs> Prince Philip told him to, because he is in fact an alien. Prince and Philip, <laughs> Prince Philip <laughs> created Manchurian paparazzi. <laughs> Uh, Manchurian paparazzi ordered by Prince Philip, who is a lizard man. (laughs) Give him his full title, please, Sir Prince Philip. Sir Prince Philip. Sir Prince Philip. (laughs) Does that knighthood still stand? I don't know. Is it really? Is it serious? I thought it got taken away. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. (laughs) Ridiculous. A big aid to uh, conspiracy theories nowadays, and probably why they uh, enjoyed such a a major push in the eighties, is is the media. The media loves these things and uh, will latch onto them as soon as possible, often condemning the the theorists themselves as some sort of crackpot, you know, a la poor, poor Snowden. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, although he brought it on himself, let's be honest. <laughs> but uh, and then, uh, you know, then basically just making a huge story out of, you know, whatever the theory may be. It's the ratings. Because of the ratings, oh, yeah. Right. Some, sometimes that actually works 
in favour of the theorists, though. Yeah, um, that's true. And that the I mean, the nineties was a big time for conspiracy theorists because of the release of JFK, and then yeah, which sparked things like the X Files, mm. which got everybody thinking about. It. But at the same time. Um, there was pressure was then put on Congress after the JFK film to actually release documents. Yeah, that's true. And they and they just info dumped. Yeah. Right. So much so that it's only in the last probably five years that books are based on that information are actually being written and, and being published now because they they did the opposite. Instead of not releasing anything, they released so much that nobody nobody could you could spend a lifetime sifting through it all and still not get through everything. That's a common legal tactic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but it did work in so far as, you know, declassifying a lot of information and getting stuff out there. So, so sometimes that media furor can actually can actually help rather than hinder. Even if they do label people as crackpots. Yeah. It's quite often um, noted as, as fringe. It's like, you know, the fringe society are the ones who love conspiracy theories and stuff. Yeah. But um, recent studies have shown just like such a large amount of... Uh, it was, the study was in America. So such a large amount of Americans, you know, have heard, have heard of them and believe a lot of them. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely not fringe at all. It's definitely mainstream. Yeah. Fox News doesn't get um, you know, top ratings for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> well, bloody Fox News. Fox News just recently said that we have no freedom as a people because, because, of, because, because of, of gun, gun laws. laws. Yeah. <laughs> and our anti-hate speech. Yeah, and our well. anti-hate speech. Um, yeah. but, could you, but to go on to go on that for a sec, um, the, sorry, the, the majority of people accepting and kind of believing them, would you say that that could in fact be the product of uh, a lot of a, a lot of bad feeling towards, say, government bodies or yeah. authority feeling like so. they're being um, lied to for not you know for years but for decades and possibly centuries as well, mm. and so the feeling that you know every every time a politician opens it, it's ma- opens his or her mouth, um, you know you can believe maybe five percent of what they say and the rest is all. Um, nonsense. Yeah. Um, so, is it more a case of just a systemic feeling of being let down by the people supposedly running um, our various corporations, uh, and law enforcement agencies, and government bodies, and that so that engenders a feeling of um, mistrust? I definitely reckon. Yeah. I, definitely, I only yeah. a crazy person trusts the government. Mm. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm not saying they're all bad, but you don't trust them. Mm. And it, it doesn't help that. Um, so many things have actually now been like former conspiracy theories have now been yeah. just proven. Proven, that's right. You know yeah. things like the MK Ultra experiments. Mm. Yeah, um, you know that are now just part of Congress. Like the records of all of that are now actually in Congress and acknowledge that that MK Ultra was done. Yeah, you know, and so you're looking at and and as, as mentioned earlier, you know all the all the attempts to replace leaders around the world and things like that. Like as, it, it's the so most important. The one's definitely Watergate. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, Watergate. Watergate is uh, really a benchmark moment as far as conspiracies go, because not only did it happen, but it happened and was proven to be accurate very, very quickly mm. within like two years. Mm. So, yeah. Now let's uh, move on to uh, my conspiracy theories, because I'm the host. We go next. He's got despotic tendencies. <laughs> yeah. Yes. As we've discovered. As we've discovered. Now, uh, I'm, I'm just like Richard, I'm a big fan of conspiracy theories, and uh, as well, I was, I was quite excited for this episode. And uh, my love of conspiracy theories were 
was solidified by a book that uh, Richo owned uh, back when we were living together called The Big Book of Conspiracy Theories by Paradox Press. Uh, awesome. Which is a, it's a graphic novel, I suppose you would call it, yeah. which is a, a series of uh, stories based on conspiracy theories um, done, illustrated. Yeah. And it's done in such a, it's, it's different illustrations of illustrators and stuff like that. Yeah, but but it's but it's all, done in such a way that it basically ties them all together in some sort of weird narrative which I just love. I read yeah. that book to death. Um, it's, it's, it's brilliant, brilliant stuff. I highly recommend that you do uh, check it out. Um, it's, it's hard to find these days. Um, yeah. oh, they've, they've recently re-released them. Oh, have they? Yeah, all the big books have been recently re-released. So uh, okay, excellent. Check them out. Excellent. Um, yeah, great, great book. So, um, so, yeah, so a lot of mine are the ones that are found in there. Uh, so I'll start from uh, number five. Now, it was, like I said at the start, I, I picked mine of the ones that I find entertaining. Um, and I'm glad that a lot of them are different to, to Richo's one to sort of get a bit of variety. So at number five, I've got the fake moon landing <laughs> because it's just ridiculous. I mean, is anybody, I mean, the idea that they inst- it hired Kubrick to fake the moon landing instead of actually just going to the moon <laughs> is just madness. Um, just on that, it took less time. To get to the moon, yeah. than getting than it would have to get Kubrick to make it. He's not he's you know, an absolute perfectionist who does up to a hundred <laughs> takes of each for a shot. There was what eighteen years between Full Metal Jacket and Eyes yeah. Wide Shut. Yeah, <laughs> so, and Eyes Wide Shut took two years to film. Yeah, so uh, I, I guess uh, the uh, I'll, I'll finish that up with uh, my favorite favorite responses to uh, whether the moon landing was faked or not is uh, Buzz Aldrin punching people in the face. <laughs> 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 The, so the the fake moon landing, I think, is one that um, that illustrates the worst kind of conspiracy. Like I talked earlier about how uh, I think the best ones are the ones that are backed up with good plausible yeah. evidence. Where okay, the fake moon landing is backed up with no good evidence, no. and the evidence that is presented is like the pseudo scientific evidence that is presented is easily disproven yeah. by actual scientists. <laughs> exactly, but they're working for the man, do Of course they are. They're, like, yes. they're, they're, they're in on it. I actually think the worst kind of conspiracy is the ones that are harmful, like the anti-vaxxers. Oh, yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I suppose the, the, the Zionist conspiracy in that regard, mm. uh, yeah. the Protocols of the Elders of Zion, yeah. is, is one of those. Anyway, but, uh, like, one of entertainers, so yes. none, none of mine are bad. Entertainers, David. Yep. Uh, four is Jack the Ripper. Um, and not the yeah. fact that Jack the Ripper himself existed, obviously, but more, oh, herself, hey. Uh, but, all, but the you know, the, the different... You know, people who have been accused of the crime. Mm. Um, and uh, I'm a big fan of Alan Moore's From Hell. <laughs> and uh, I don't take it as a historical fact. It is a, clearly a story. Mm. Um, but some of the stuff that he comes up with that is just hilarious. Freemasons and supernatural elements and ordered by the Queen and, you know, the prince, is in, prince mm. Alfred or whatever his name was, is involved. and Albert. Albert, yeah, Albert. Albert yeah. And uh, I was just... Crazy, crazy stuff. Brilliant. So that's another awesome example of a shocking theory because it's based on The Final Solution. Yeah. The book written by Stephen Knight. Knight. Yeah. Right? Which is one of the worst, most awfully researched books I've ever read. It's like he takes two very, very flimsy pieces of information that may or may not even be accurate and extrapolates an entire complex conspiracy theory yeah, based on Yeah, but at least that. it's entertaining. But it is hilarious. Part, I mean, it's, it other is. than Patricia Cornwell's piece of rubbish, it was just, you know, poorly yeah. researched and, and, more importantly, poorly written. Yeah. And uh, and, and, and even Alan Moore himself, because uh, I've got 
you know, multiple From Hell related books, and the, the making of From Hell essentially written by Eddie Gamble. He says right at the start, "No, I don't take this as gospel. Yeah. I don't take the final solution as gospel, but it's entertaining, and so we're <laughs> going to make a story out of it." it it's certainly, the, it is certainly the most entertaining of the uh, of the Jack the Ripper theories. <laughs> don't worry about it. Pretty, people are still working on it. So it was in the news. I think it was last year. Someone thought they'd cracked the case, and yeah. it was quickly and, debunked. Yeah, there was that diary that they found. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Supposedly, D- DNA evidence from a scarf that was from one of the victims. Oh yeah, the DNA from the yeah. scarf. I remember. Yeah. Number three, I've got Cydonia and all the things related to that. So Cydonia <laughs> is a region on Mars, which is, you know, in the news at the moment. Um, is uh, It's specifically the face of Mars, which is a, a rock formation that looks kind of like a face. Um, I reckon it does look entirely like a face. I think it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> and uh, in the area around it, which is uh, a pyramid and sort of basically a sort of like a suburb. It's a suburb on Mars because Cydonia... Uh, it's all mathematical and all that sort of business. It's it's all it, it's all just made up, but it's it's great. I love it because of the whole idea that you know aliens created uh, this this space on Mars and this area of Cydonia and and has a has a landing pad and all sorts of stuff. But also the connections to Earth, where the the people who believe in Cydonia also believe that aliens created the Sphinx and that the Sphinx has been around since before the desert was. So there's there's evidence of water damage on the Sphinx. Which can only mean that it was surrounded by a jungle at some point, and uh, people seem to forget the fact that uh, it actually does rain in the desert. So, <laughs> you know, it's just it doesn't reach the ground, but it does flood. still rain. It seems it's pretty tall. So, you know, it is just crazy stuff like that. You know, it's, it's and uh, that's why I love, it. I love Mars. <laughs> Mars is awesome. I love the X Files episode. And then yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, no, I, no, I love no. the face of Mars. It's just so creepy looking. That, that episode is, is is perfect. Unfortunately, they now have other photos yeah. of the Cydonia area oh, right. and and the the Martian Sphinx. Yeah, that actually does just make it look like Rocks. a rock formation. <laughs> no, Dave. There's three D modeling of the. Of oh the look, Martian yeah. These face. photos. These photos could definitely be faked. They're faked, Dave. No doubt about that. They've Don't been faking Mars photos all of our Stanley, lives. Stanley Kubrick mm. faked them. Oh look, he probably did. <laughs> look, look, you know, I I believe in Cydonia because <laughs> 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 I think it's brilliant. He traced to our Cydonia overlords. Exactly. Uh, number two, I've got. Uh, David Icke and his lizard men conspiracy. Oh, it's now, I, I, I love David Icke. I, I think he's awesome. He's 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 actually like quite a well-spoken um, orator. Like he he actually he's 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 got that that zeal that yeah uh, you know like that, yeah. you know like pastors you know give me your money type pastors like yeah. one of those it's like ev- evangelistic yeah. Yeah. yeah and uh, he's just he's just he's he's, he's charismatic. He's very charismatic and. Clearly crazy, and I and I, and I feel for him. I, I mean, I quite like Mars. I feel for him, but but uh, I mean, he's made a lot of money out of it, so he's all right. But uh, the whole idea that shape shifting lizard men is 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 basically encapsulated in the story that uh, this lady, one of the a lady, wrote, called up his uh, radio show, and uh, she used to work as a maid in uh, Buckingham Palace, and she she w- uh, witnessed uh, Prince Charles. Shapeshift and eat a baby, <laughs> V style, <laughs> um, which she was forced to give birth to. And so basically, she was like a breeding mare, and, uh, and he would eat the baby in front of her and, and crazy stuff like that. And Ick, 
Each reaction is just God. I've listened. To, I've listened to this this radio service, and he's just he is he's just like holy crap! I found the Holy Grail here. Yeah, it's like this is I've got a first hand witness account. He just gets really excited. It basically, just goes off from there. And yeah, I love the uh, lizard men, shape shifting lizard men that control the world. Who that needs, live in the center of the earth? Who needs corroborating evidence when you've got a crazy woman? <laughs> they come from the, the constellation Draconis. That's it's right, like, Draconis. It all just makes perfect sense Prince to me. Prince Charles, of course, and, and of course Prince Charles. He's weird looking. <laughs> so yeah, so Lizard Man, it's uh, could you receive alien life, uh, alien signals along exactly. Life. Oh, and that also ties into Diana because that's why she was killed, but she was going to reveal the truth. And, yeah, you know, because yeah. she was actually human. And anyway, so it's it's you know, I don't believe it for a second, but I love it because it's the, you, the mad ideas behind it. You wouldn't get away with calling Diana an alien. <laughs> no, everybody loved Diana, which leads me to my number one. And uh, no, I, I, I threw in just like my like my interesting way of throwing in the word Grail there. Yeah, yeah. Which brings me to my number one, which is the Holy Blood and the Holy Grail, <laughs> uh, which is the American title. It was originally just called Holy Blood, Holy Grail. Um, so this is a theory put forward by Michael Bajent, Richard Lee, and Henry Lincoln that uh, involves the lineage of Christ. Uh, that uh, Christ, um, who was a real person and fathered a child with Mary, and then after his eventual death, uh, Mary was spirited away with Peter. What? So Dan Brown wrote this book. Yes. Um, so it was spirited away with Peter and uh, and created the 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 dynasty of Jesus um, through a royal bloodline called the Merovingians. Merovingians. Merovingians, yeah. Yeah, Merovingians, the Cathars. Yeah, and and then goes into even more detail. I won't won't, won't tell you the entire story, and uh, as Crystal has pointed out, uh, Dan Brown's obviously a big fan of this book and uh, based most of... So much so that he was actually sued by Bajent Lee and Lincoln for stealing their ideas. And won. They lost that case. If I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. I guess because it was a certain percentage of the story. Yeah. I don't know. And, um, and, so, and so there's a lot more to it. it basically, it, it sort of uh, it deals with you know French politics and and uh, this awesome uh, sort of hidden code in a painting uh, that that deals with uh, so like hidden knowledge, which of course is the fact that mm-hmm. Jesus fathered children. Um, that's you know there's this priest uh, Sunier gets involved in and, and yeah the uh, Chateau mystery yeah it just it just goes on and it goes into all this little weird tangents that it just breathe it was uh, I mean it's obviously the Dan Brown connection but also it was uh, um, used as the basis of a of a comic called Rex Mundy um, and you know various stuff like that so um, I absolutely love this love it um, I'm a big fan of uh, Jesus and that you know that my belief and I actually do honestly believe that Jesus was a real person, whether or not he was supernatural or not is a you know, whole different conversation. But I do really believe that he really was real and and inspired, you know, must, must have been a pretty amazing guy to inspire all this sort of stuff. But I also also believe that the conspiracy of making him the son of God in, in, a, in, a, in the world's first and most successful PR stunt. Mm. Um, and, and then... And the fact that, you know, obviously because he was real, he obviously, you know, he had sex and decided children and stuff. And so I, I latched onto this, which is a shame, because uh, it was then revealed to all be fake. Um, so when that happened, I was actually really quite upset about it. This is, you know, so well researched. They went on, they did a live TV debate with a cardinal or something, and I was convinced, and like, this is this is brilliant. And uh, then when they actually revealed themselves that it was, in fact, all faked from the very beginning, I was very upset and wanted them all dead. But other than that, it's all right. <laughs> well, it should be pointed out, one of them is a former Doctor Who writer. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> true, true. I didn't know that. <laughs> so that, that kind of reminds me of the, the crop circles because um, 
even though they've revealed it's fake, I'm sure there's still a lot of people out there who believe it. And even though the crop circle people who've created crop circles have come out and said it's fake and this is how we created them and we did it, yeah. Yeah. people still believe it's aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, there is actual you know, historical studies being done by people on ignoring all of the, the you know the Renle Chateau and the Templar involvement and, and the shepherds of Arcadia and, and all of that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. There are people actually looking at the life of Jesus yeah. and and the the history and sociology and culture of the time and saying it actually would make sense for him to be married mm. and to have children. Yeah. But as they as is pointed out many many times there would be so many descendants over 2,000 years from... Um, I think it's two children is the mm. gen- amongst the theorists is generally accepted. There would be so many descendants from over 2,000 years from these two children that, that, that the bloodline would be meaningless yeah, in the totally way that it's presented. I mean, yeah. in the same way that Genghis Khan apparently fathered yeah. most of Asia. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it's like, there, yeah. Is, there is a very a hilarious scene in uh, the comic book Preacher which actually uses yeah. this theory, but um, they've, they've kept the bloodline pure by basically having the the two children just, like, have sex with one another and then their children have sex with it and so on and so forth. Yeah. So the, the children are just inbred, like, morons, basically. They're just, like... And, yeah. But the, the church still thinks they can roll them out when the millennium arrives and people will just worship them because they're the descendants of Christ. My favourite is uh, punk rock Jesus, where they clone Jesus. <laughs> Gotta love that. He becomes a punk rocker. Um... I've got, I mean, I actually own like a, you know, a funky, I'm actually holding it right now, a funky, you know, illustrated edition with an exclusive new material that is all fake, and uh, <laughs> it's brilliant, and, and you know, I love it dearly, but... And, I thought uh, most of the problem I was... I was very disappointed. Most of the problem is that they both based most of their, uh, quote, evidence on writings by this crazy right-wing um, group that had been established, I think, in the 1940s. Were they really crazy, though? You mean the Philip... What's his name? Pierre Plantard. Pierre, Pierre, Pierre Plantard. Plantard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're crazy. He just, he just made all that that stuff <laughs> up, and uh, and they published it in in you know the National Library of uh, in Paris, yeah. and and so it's like there, there are points where in Holy in Holy Blood where they're like, oh well, we didn't really know where where to go next, so we went and consulted the, these dossiers, the dossier <laughs> secrets that are in this library written by these guys, and that's when we found the evidence we needed to progress the story up to the next point. My it's favorite like, is, it's yeah, like, why would you right. if you're gonna if you're gonna make it all up, why involve real life people? Like this guy exists, yeah. and he's like. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never well, claimed to be this, you know, descendant of Christ. No, no, no. But he did. He did certainly. He was certainly like did create this organization. Yeah. This like right wing sort of pseudo pseudo Teutonic organization. Yeah. And they did write all this stuff and publish it. Yeah, that's true. For, for whatever for reason. whatever reason. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So uh, so needless to say that uh, conspiracy theories are very entertaining. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, and that's pretty much all I've got. But really have to say so um I, I think we'll move on to the uh the other two people's two top fives and so uh next up we've got uh we'll go we'll go to ladies that's okay there you yeah. go look yeah crystal all righty uh i'll go for five to one uh, as well um number five is one that i would never heard of until i was doing a little bit of research online and came across it and it's the, the theory that saddam hussein had a stargate <laughs> An actual working Stargate? A Stargate. Yes. Like a legit Stargate from the show. <laughs> Stargate. Yeah. What, what, I have some questions now. <laughs> um, why did Saddam Hussein need a Stargate? 
Well, and if you had one, why didn't you use it? I'll, read, I'll read the first line of this website. Right. Imagine this scenario. The US government obtains intelligence that hidden somewhere in central Iraq is an actual stargate placed there by the, I think it's pronounced, An- Anunnaki? Yep. Gods yep. of Sumeria. In this yep. scenario, when the Nibiru... Nibiru. Nibiru. The alleged 12th planet is yep. closest to Earth. The Anukai will then take the opportunity to travel to Earth through that same stargate and will set up their encampment in Iraq. <coughs> Brilliant. I, I, will, I will give you the link to the website. Yeah, that is whacked um, out, man. <laughs> yeah. So that's, there's actually there's a whole bunch of theories about Nibiru, the 12th planet. Yes. Right. Some that even say it's actually a sentient life form that's coming to destroy the Earth. So yeah. I had, awesome. Yeah. I had, didn't get the chance to read the whole thing, so I don't know if um, Saddam is the host to a gold or, or <laughs> what. But <laughs> I think I think I think uh, Dave had a really good point there. When you know things were going badly for Saddam Hussein in Iraq, why didn't he then just like escape through, through the Stargate? Yeah. Oh, but then again. There is the other theory that uh, it wasn't actually Saddam Hussein that was captured, but one of his lookalikes. Yeah. So maybe he did escape, or maybe he escaped in through the the through the Stargate, grabbed the Saddam Hussein in another reality, and sent that Saddam Hussein through into our reality. Uh, and we'll go. We'll go, okay. <laughs> we'll go with that way. That gets the vote. Uh, number four on my list is the um, conspiracy that happened when around the time of the Abbey Road release, where. Um, I'm not very sure why, but it was said, it was said that Paul McCartney had died in a car accident. In a car accident. In a car yeah. accident, and it was and it was covered up, and there was clues on the Abbey Road cover, and that um, the the fake Paul had bare feet just to let the fans know that it was he was really dead, and the yeah. the number plate on the Volkswagen said 28 if because that's how old he would be if he had survived, but. Uh, Given there's a 71 year old Paul McCartney walking around, I think we're ah, that that's pretty, fake Paul. Pretty He's a lookalike. Yeah. From the Stargate. <laughs> From the Stargate. <laughs> Beatles the suffered this sort of thing all the time, and people thought there were hidden messages and songs and things. And, and I love the song Glass Onion that John Lennon writes with tongue in cheek and, and you know, he says things like that Walrus was Paul. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, number three on my list is the JFK conspiracy, and I won't go into great detail about that as Richard's already talked about it. But I have to say, my favourite one is the Red Dwarf version. Yeah, <laughs> when JFK actually shoots himself. <laughs> yeah, the Weekly World News had a story like that too. Uh, number two on my list is Roswell, just because yeah. there's just so much there. I mean, it's so much has been produced out of that one one theory. Um, you got. The X-Files was born out of that. The Roswell TV show was born out of that. Books mm. have been born out of that. People still believe that. To this day. <laughs> to this day. Yeah, I, I must admit, I find the alien conspiracies the hardest ones to go along with. Mm. Yeah, but they're very entertaining. They certainly are. Communion. <laughs> Bloody communion. Hangar 18. Um, um, and my number one conspiracy theory of all time and it's because I watched this as a child and really enjoyed it and as a child I think I quite got into it um chariots of the gods yeah um I mean it all made sense to me then but as I sort of grew older I sort of realized real mm, just because they painted faces that kind of look like aliens doesn't mean they're were aliens but <laughs> but yeah, it's very entertaining stuff and and and, and I'd be happy to watch that chariots of the gods special anytime it's just it's just Brilliant. I, I, I do quite like the one, the picture, the Indian picture with uh, the guy piloting 
Yeah. Like it's just, I mean, yeah. it's flat. It's, yeah. it's, it's obviously it just looks like it's just in a like a contraption of some kind. But when you do a three D model of that, yeah. it looks like a rocket ship. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's awesome. Well, there was it's, a cave painting recently that um, had been debunked, and people thought it was pictures of aliens. But when the image was enhanced, it was just a cave painting of people and animals. Yeah. Yeah. Or well, aliens and animals. <laughs> they're actually after Von Daniken did his chariots of the gods. They're actually. Other writers, um, William Bramley is one, uh, Zachariah Sitchin's another, who um, extrapolated on his theories and actually did much better researched um, books than, than Chariots of the Gods was. Hmm. But still, not believable. <laughs> not, not for I me, just, at least. The things I remember most, I haven't watched that since I was quite young, but I think I remember most. I remember the aerial shots of the large drawings hitched on the ground and uh, the Nazca lines, uh, yeah, yeah, and the uh, the cave paintings, and it's just, it's just, it all made so much sense at the time. <laughs> all right, let's do Luke's. Um, okay, I'll make this quick. Um, I, when it comes to conspiracies, I sort of lean, lean towards the more mysterious rather than the. Uh, I, I go, I like, I love the outlandish as well, and I've got a couple of outlandish ones on my list, but I also like um, actual proper mysteries as well. Um, and that's where I sort of lean towards in my conspiracy. So my first one, and I also lean towards history as well. So my first one is, who is William Shakespeare? Nice. Um, now, for centuries, this didn't actually, you know, no one no one even bothered to go, yeah, there is Kit Marlowe and there's William Shakespeare and there are two, they are two separate entities. But recently, over the past, let's say, 100 years or so, um, there is, you know, some uh, question as to whether William Shakespeare himself existed, and he was in fact um, Christopher Marlowe um, attempting to reinvent himself. Really, I thought it was William Shakespeare existed, but he was hopeless, and Marlowe did all the work. Well, Marlowe. That's, that's, that's one. That's one, that's one, one interpretation. Oh, right, okay, but there's another interpretation so that says Shakespeare that never actually existed at all. William Shakespeare never actually yeah. existed. God, I hope that's Christ- true. That Christopher Marlowe was in fact, um, uh, first of all, faked his death because, you know, he had... Yeah, yeah, but he he dies after, what, a Midsummer Night's Dream, Mm. really, so, yeah, so... Um, You know, the evidence, the evidence is, is, it goes well against this, but I just love the idea that (laughs) one of the, one of the foremost writers of the English language um, didn't actually exist, he was in fact one of the other foremost writers of the English language, who was a very, is a brilliant playwright himself. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's great. Um, for that's... various reasons relating to you know debt and creditor issues, to possible government conspiracies, I've read that Christopher Marlowe could in fact have been the first M, which is nonsense because M is in fact an Ian Fleming creation. But um, <laughs> oh yeah, and, and the one that he was wo- he was working for Walsingham, Walsingham, and with and John D. Well, yeah. um, which is a you know a fascinating theory, and I've got you know many stories of my own relating to that. Um, so that's one. Um, my second one is the theory of Yuri. Cool. Um, now, we, you talked before about when you when you mentioned the Oxford, the definition of the Oxford English language and how we should trust that. Um, you I know, never said it, that. It came from what, <laughs> it came from Oxford University. And my first thought was, well, um, you know, Oxford and Cambridge actually did produce some of the um, some of the most interesting spies of all time, um, particularly the uh, the Cambridge Five. Right. Um, and that sort of relates relates into um, the theory of Yuri, in that Kim Philby. Um, was great friends with um, a CIA agent called Jim Angleton. And when Kim Philby was, rele- was revealed to be um, a, a double agent for the KGB, um, it actually sent Jim Angleton into a bit of a depression and a bit of a spiral, and he saw double agents in everyone. 
And so that led him to, you know, um, basically every time they had um, some big um, black ops or pieces of intelligence that they need to investigate, Jim Angleton would immediately latch onto the idea that, you know, it's the result of this uh, mole in the CIA that's trying to create disinformation. And for a long period of time, it meant that the CIA probably wasn't able to do as much as they wanted in terms of eradicating the KGB and the Soviet Union because they had this guy who was quite powerful within the CIA um, speaking in everyone's ears, saying, um, you know, there is a mole, there is someone purposefully destroying all this. Crackpot at the time in the 50s and the 60s, and then in the 80s it was revealed to be actually true. <laughs> wow. Um, not, not necessarily during Angleton's time, but there was a mole yeah. called, um, who got revealed after the year of the spy. Wow. Um, called um, Ultra James. Um, and it's, a, it's fascinating, just, but it's fascinating just watching the CIA attempting to do stuff but can't because it's got insecurities within itself that it can't quite overcome or investigate properly. Um, my third is um, uh, the, the mystery, the history, and the conspiracy of Richard III. The accepted history of Richard of Richard III would uh, Richard III is um, you know his brother dies or was possibly murdered by him. The two princes, the the two young princes, the heirs to the throne, get locked up in the tower. Richard um, mur- Richard murders them, takes over the. Um, Takes over the monarchy and then gets killed by um, uh, then gets killed by um, the Tudors at the Battle of Culloden Field. Of course, most people accept that, but that's actually come from you know possibly Christopher Marlowe writing <laughs> as William Shakespeare yes. um, from from the play Richard the um, Third. And there's a fabulous um, novel by Josephine Tate called The Daughter of Time, which is about an injured detective looking for something to do um, whilst he recovers. And one of the things he latches onto is the mystery of Richard III. And what he does is he, he looks at all the evidence and he questions um, the historical accounts as being written under the, um, the peerage and the patronage of the Tudors, which means that anything that they're going to say is, in fact, yeah, history biased. History written by the winners. Is, is in fact, biased. Yeah. And so he can't, he, 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 Josephine Tate comes to the conclusion that ultimately Richard can't have done it. Richard can't have killed the two princes. Because he was already regent of the time. I'm, I'm, just, I'm paraphrasing very quickly what she does in the novel. It's actually quite interesting to read, but the, it's the idea that um, uh, a previous ruler has done something nasty, but really the only people that we've got to trust on that are the resources of the people who actually beat him in battle. Right. Um, and not necessarily history or factual, but, you know, fiction. Um, cool. That's always, uh, Richard's story has always been one that I've um, been fascinated by. Uh, my next one is I'm, my, my number two is going to be ufology just in general not necessarily Roswell but the idea of people from idea beings from another planet occasionally visiting us and observing us and you know the American and the British ufology which a lot of which has, has actually been declassified is just sort of weird objects in the sky mm. I would recommend if people are going to get heavily involved in this go to the Russians yeah the Russians fully believe in the ufology they have they don't just have weird things in the sky. They have people living in a lake in Siberia who have established elaborate underwater bases. Yeah. Um, it's The Russian stuff is just completely bizarre yeah. and fascinating because they believe it. Yeah. Um, it's just accepted that that's what, you know, aliens are living in this lake in Siberia and are composing experiments on us. Um, my last one, my number one, is going to be uh, Richard Shaver's 
Theory of Moo. Ah, classic. Um, For those of you who don't know what Moo is, Moo is, in fact, um, uh, short for Lemuria. And Lemuria was the pre-advanced civilization before Atlantis. Atlantis is an offshoot. Um, Richard Shaver wrote um, a series of articles, and for those of you who are listening who don't have the benefit of television, um, I'm using inverted commas, published in Amazing Stories, um, detailing his adventures and his trips to this ancient, um, uh, ancient civilization buried beneath the earth that he's had to drill to get down there, and he comes up with some of the most elaborate um, uh, possibilities, but he didn't publish them as fiction, he published them as genuine articles, which some people believe, but then some people didn't, and Amazing Stories circulation began to dwindle because people didn't believe what he was buying. Yeah. Um, and it's just this elaborate, again, an elaborate um, uh, ancient civilization that you know predates Atlantis. And I've just, I've just been fascinated by Lemuria and wondered why people haven't written more about Lemuria. Yeah. Alan Moore touches on it during League. Of League. He yeah. touches on it during League, but um, no one's done you know this apart from. Uh, Shaver, no one's done, you know, the big Lemuria story. Yeah. Um, awesome. Which I think is, yeah, fascinating. Uh, so I just want to finish off with this. So without, without going into super, super details, I'm going to throw some questions at you. I just want a yes or no answer. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you believe in the existence of aliens? Yes. Yes. Also. yes. Yeah, without yes. doubt. Cool. So maybe aliens visiting us? I believe there are aliens I believe in a high probability of there being aliens out there in a vast universe, but yeah. I don't know that they've actually visited Earth. Yeah, and no, yeah, I'm so exactly good, the same. I'm exactly one. the same. That was why I said yes to your question. Yeah. 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 Whether they visited us or not. Yeah, whether they, whether they come here and probe Crystal's nose or not is a whole other matter. But they've got to exist, surely. <laughs> cool. Well, it's, uh, that was very entertaining. Let's uh, finish up quickly with uh, coming soon. In cinemas October 15th, we get Boruta, which is the Naruto the movie movie. Well, obviously, I'll stop that up. <laughs> it's an, it's an animated movie. movie based on the anime Naruto. There you go. Moving on. Uh, we also get Crimson Peak. Yay! Oh, okay, cool. It's pretty sweet. Yep. Um, the Walk. It's about the dude that walks between the towers. Oh, right. Um, watch the documentary. Yeah, the documentary. Yeah, watch the documentary. Yeah. And get, you know, Man must, the wire. Uh, and last but definitely not least, Legend. With Tom Hardy playing two different roles, the Cray Brothers. Oh, is he playing both of the Cray Brothers? He plays both of them. I'm okay. pretty. I'm pretty excited. I, I quite like Tom Hardy. I I like it when he actually gets a chance to do some acting. Mm. Unlike Mad Max, yeah. we should be able to hear him. Yes, exactly. Yes, he has to speak. <laughs> he doesn't just communicate entirely in grunts. Yeah, mm. and in that, in that one reason, the car, like the entire film, is just him in a car mm. on the phone. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called, but he does it's just uh, an excellent Locke. job. Lock, yeah, he's he's great. He's a great. He still actor. looks nothing like. Um, Patrick Stewart. No. So that's it for episode 164. Or is it? <laughs> this uh, has been very entertaining. Thanks again to Scott and uh, to the crew. Richard. How do I know that Luke isn't actually me? There's a conspiracy for you. If, that, if, if I was you, then that's the worst case of self-loathing I've ever seen. <laughs> and Crystal. Don't forget to play this episode backwards for our secret message. <laughs> You've been listening to NCP. Thank you for being a part of our crew. If you would like to support the show, you can use the Amazon widget on our website to do your Amazon shopping. 
If you have any feedback, please go to nerdculturepodcast.com forward slash contact us where you will find a list of the many different ways you can interact with us. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.